Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Great football is about great football. You're listening to the best of fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY Radio. And I want to help every single person that reaches out to me for fantasy football stuff. Every single person. So here's the deal. In my Twitter, in my mentions, I get a ton of fantasy football questions. If you're asking me a question, I'll answer it. Like if it's just, but don't, don't send a question to like me, Taz, Matthew Berry, Mike Clay, Brandon Marianne Lee. Yeah, come out and go with it, right? I have no beef with that. When you come to my inbox on Facebook, I'm like, I'm thinking it's just Shorty hitting me up. And I, what do you think of this? Oh, if you come to my inbox on Twitter, I'm like, oh, maybe this is a job. You know what I'm saying? And I, what do you think of my second tight end? Hell, this week I even got one in my inbox on Instagram. My Instagram DM is not for fantasy. My Instagram DM is to shoot shots at women that don't respond. (laughs) That's what my Instagram DM is for. Now, with that being said, I said I would help every single person. Here's the deal. I came up with an answer. I got the conclusion for it. I will answer every single question for $1. You come to the inbox. With a question, the Twitter inbox, the Facebook inbox, the Instagram inbox, just cash at me $1 and I got you. Cash at me $1 a question and I got you. And then we solved that problem right there. You feel what I'm saying? Because I'm a businessman. I'm a hustler. Yeah, you I'm can't give ha- out info for free. I'm from Harlem, New York, home of the hustlers. Every time you dial 844-843-6879, I got you. That's free right there. It's not that crap you got to pay for on Sirius XM Fantasy. You feel what I'm saying? I got you on 844-843-6879. If you're in my mentions, I got you if it's just me. When you start getting into my personal inbox, DM, Twitter, where I go to talk to women, I need you to cash at me $1. You feel what I'm saying? It's $1, son. $1 on a lot, Venture, is it's it? It's not. It's not. And you're getting free. It's pretty much free advice. And it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much free advice. And you're getting it from a great source, the fantasy executive. Yeah, this you is your job. Quarters? I will take four quarters. You can cash at me four quarters. You know what I'm saying? You want my cash app? I got you covered. Just cash app the fantasy executive. Google wallet the fantasy executive, and I got you. You feel what I'm saying? Send me the address to send you a custom Yeti. Who is this? I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought y'all was hitting me up already. So this weekend in preseason, um, I got the list Jim, Jim sent me. Oh, yeah. Let's start with Ronald Jones or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's my boy. Oh, yeah, you and Scott Engel with Ronald Jones. I told y'all both sons sucked. Yeah, I don't think he sucks. Peyton Barber is going to be this team's starting running back, and I think he's going to keep the job the entire season, Ventra. Yeah, and even if that's the case, that's fine. Because you know what? He'll be like a, a Tevin Coleman. He'll, he'll get 40, 45% of the backfield work, and I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I, I'm still drafting him as an RB3 Possibly like a high-end RB3, even though he rushed what four times you, for two yards. He rushed four times for two yards. Which round are you taking him in? Uh, fifth, sixth. That's too high. 
Can't do it. I, I, I think this is the next Jamal Charles. Like, <laughs> Jim, Jim, son can't get on the field. Victor said he's the next Jamal Charles. Yep. Oh, he sure looked like it Saturday night, didn't he? Does uh, four rushes for two yards? That's definitely Charles. Like, yeah, well, no, look, I, I wait. No, wait, Ventra, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I do think he's got talent. I do think eventually we start to see it. Right now, he looks lost. That means we got an early slow start to his his year. And what I tell people is, look, if you like Jones and really want to get him, let somebody else draft him in the fifth, sixth round. When he gets out of the gate the first three weeks and doesn't really do anything, then go get go. him. Yeah, exactly. Because the Just... second half of the season, I think he does much better than in the beginning. Agreed. And that's why I like that he's doing bad right now. Let him fly under the radar so I could draft him a little later than when I could before when people were hyped about him coming into the preseason. All right, so there you go right there. So calm down and slow down on that Ronald Jones talk. And like you said, and like Jim makes an excellent point, if you want him, he's going to be on the waiver wire in week three. You feel no, what I'm saying? No, no. He is going to be on the waiver wire in week three. People are going to be like, you know, I'm cutting his ass. Go scoop him up then, maybe he, not, he hits. Is he, but I'm on Peyton Barber. Is he not the most talented back not, there? Is he not the he most He will talented? be. I think he is. And Peyton Barber is still dealing with the knee. I know he's back in the practice now, and but I don't care. Same knee he, bothered, he, he had the problem with all last year. I think it's going to bother him a lot this year. I don't think he'll be on the waiver wire, Ronald Jones, because a lot of people still have high expectations. But I think in week three, you'll be able to trade for him very easily. I'm trying to think what else I saw in the preseason this weekend that uh, came to mind that, came, uh, that I was like, I figured I'd talk to the homies about. How about every player that I said is going to have a good year? Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Over triple coverage. Nice one. Burnt them all. Okay, Tyreek Hill can run fast. He got down the field. Mahomes hit him. He did hit what him. we thought Mahomes would do. Bomb. I like it. Jim, does that change your thought process? This, this, this one play? I'm a Sammy Watkins guy. I'm thinking that he's going to be the lead dog out the joint. I think Tyreek Hill is still going to get his. I don't like where Tyreek Hill draft value is, but of course it's going to stay kind of locked in right now with that big play over the weekend. Well, again, you, we know you like Watkins. You like him more than I do. He's a, yeah. a, a baller. He's a playmaker. He just has yet to put a full season together. Yep. And I hate to see guys just keep changing teams, trying to come up with the right plan. I, I'm with Hill. I'm staying on Hill. Uh, you know, like we saw, we're not going to see many 69 air yard type touchdowns from him, but we're going to see a few. And I like that. I think Mahomes is definitely going to find Hill a lot. And I think Hill is still the number one wide receiver in Kansas City to own. Yep. All right. I, don't, I, I Listen, I'm not that I've got beef with Hill. I'm just saying I'm dropping him down a little. I, I don't like where he's being where do drafted. You, where do you, who, I, I want him on that 3-4 turn. But, because I don't know what Mahomes is, son, to be honest with you. I know he got a big yeah, arm, yeah, yeah. but what He's else? He's a chucker. I worry about that, chucker. too. But, see, I like chuckers when we're talking fantasy football. I love their receivers because he's not going to be afraid if he throws an interception to come back and just throw it again. He's going to continue to throw it until he gets it right, and I love that. Right, and you're going to get big plays. I got Hill as, like, number 12 wide receiver right now. Actually, that's good. That's a good ranking right there for, 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 uh, for Hill. Speaking of rankings, my rankings updated right now, live and lit, Roto Experts 2018 Fantasy Football Draft Kit, promo code FRENZY at checkout. And then this way, that's how you holler at the boys. What other player that you're touting, Ventra, did good this weekend? Christian McCaffrey. Oh, CMC's a beast. I'm CMC's on, I'm, a, I'm I know. on McCaffrey. You're worried about him. I'm on McCaffrey. Worried. I worry about the yards per carry, but if you're drafting the CMC and the PPR, you're not looking at them yards per carry. I want them 80 receptions. I don't know what North Turner old ass going to do, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but they're saying that they're going to give him a lot of touches. Both coaches said this a couple of times. Probably not the touches they say, but he's going to get a lot of touches, and he's going to get, obviously, the targets in the backfield. So 
Like in a PPR, I'm almost putting him ahead of Leonard Fournette at this point. Ooh. I'm almost jumping Leonard Fournette. I'm not Le- almost anything. I am putting him ahead. There we of go. Jumping Jim, Leonard. Wait, wait, I'm wait, not wait, even. I, I have no doubt in my mind he's ahead of Fournette. Right yes. Now. I know y'all are like tripping. It. Christian McCaffrey yes. and his 3.2 yards a carry. Jumping you, Leonard you Fournette. A proven. carries at that 3.2. That's still some nice. It's 3.7. You talking about 3.2? You talking about 3.2 yards a pop? <laughs> Leonard Fournette is a four yards a carry stud. What are y'all talking oh, about? Yeah, four yards a carry stud with bad ankles. That's true. He got bad ankles, but he got the coach going to get him the ball. We know that. You know he can run between the tackles and bang yes. with the best of them. McCaffrey is not a running back. He's a glorified flanker. But, but he's, he's Terry Metcalf. He's a running back. Yeah, he's a running <laughs> he's back. He showed everybody in college he's a running back. He's showing everybody now he's a running back. Corey. Why do you I'm, think he's pairing I'm up sorry. with Freeman? Like he, him yeah, and Freeman I, are going in the same area, and Freeman's a running back. You know what I mean? He Freeman, runs the ball. Freeman's a four point, Again, like four take, point yards, four yards a carry running back. I take Christian over Freeman every day. Me okay, too. because of the concussions. But if you if, if you ta- if you eliminate the concussions, Christian McCaffrey cannot hold Devontae Freeman's water. Period. I got McCaffrey yes, ahead of him and, and Fournette. Jim, how can you say yes? He can. His son averaged because- two yards a carry. Because free is really long. It's one yard. <laughs> By the end of this segment, it's going to be a yard to carry. Arguments with you, Corey. <laughs> Everything changes. Um, <laughs> no, look, hey, I, I like Freeman as a running back. I just hate the fact that, again, I've said this before, we've seen his touches and his targets go down every year, and that bothers me. We're not going to see that with Christian McCaffrey. The only thing that keeps him off the field this year is injury, and we have the same concern with Freeman over that. So in a PPR league, I don't hesitate. I'm yeah. taking Christian McCaffrey I, over I, I, I would too. Every day. If anything, you know, McCaffrey's touches go up. They don't go down uh, in this case. You, you don't know because you don't know what North Turner's going to do. North Turner's a wild card. He really okay, is. Okay, fine, but. Let's even say he does what he did last year. I mean, he's probably going to do it. more. Yeah. If he does what he does, I'm drafting him thinking he's going to do what he did last year. If he doesn't, it's because North Turner effed it up. Right, right. And I don't think it's, it's we're going to see more and more McCaffrey. I don't see CJ Anderson doing Amen. much All right. in this offense. Andrew Luck, <clears throat> not the best performance last night. Now, I'm never going to drop somebody down my draft board because they had one bad game in the preseason. I know what Andrew Luck is. He didn't have T.Y. Hilton last night. But Jim made a good point, Jim. He didn't attempt any deep passes last night. Right now, I got Andrew Luck. I believe it was my sixth or seventh-ranked quarterback. And you got me thinking, wow, if Sun didn't attempt any deep passes, should I move him down my draft ranking? Should I be concerned about this? I'm kind of befuddled about this one right here, Jim. To be perfectly honest with you, I think Andrew Luck is the best young quarterback in the NFL. A healthy Andrew Luck with the right pieces around him, I think Sun can light the NFL on fire. If I had a franchise, you know what I'm saying, I would start a team with Andrew Luck. That's how much I love Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck has a 50 to 55 touchdown pass season in him when he get the right pieces around him, Jim. So I ask you the question that you put on today's rundown. Are you concerned at all about the lack of deep attempts for Andrew Luck? I am. I have to be at this point. We need to see something. I don't care if he doesn't even complete the pass. I just want to see him go down the field once or twice in the game. And hopefully we'll see that in week three. Hopefully Hilton's on the field with him. And we finally get to see him start to try to stretch the field. If he doesn't attempt to stretch the field in week three, that's got to be concerning. Yes. But what's more concerning to me more than anything was I watched the whole first half. His arm strength looks bad. It's weak. 
right now. I know it's early, and I know he might be working up to get that arm strength better, but right now it's concerning. He, he, he has nothing. He's got a squirt gun right now. Squirt gun? A squirt gun for an arm. Right. Like, he wasn't, throwing, he wasn't throwing the ball Pew. hard. He just wasn't. He was so a little, little squirt gun. Pew. I know they were short Pew. passes, but... And then he threw a pick that looked pretty ugly. That was I mean, a bad-looking pick, but I'm not tripping off a of preseason result. I know, I know. And that's exactly why you shouldn't trip off of Ronald Jones' poor preseason. He also... Oh, well, Ronald, that- I ain't going to sadistic. Don't do that, Chris, because it's, it's different. <laughs> oh, Andrew no, Luck no, has yeah, done it different. before. Well, Ronald Jones has never done it before. But Andrew Luck did it before two-plus years ago. Not at this level. Well, go, go ahead, Jim. What are you about to say? No, I was going to say, you know, Ronald Jones has never done it at this level, so... You have to take that into account. Look, you know, we know what we get with Luck when he's healthy. Uh, We know we're pushing it. But, you know, this team knows what they get with him as well. So they're bringing him up. They're putting him on the field. They think he's going to be ready for week one. They wouldn't put him out there if they really didn't think he had the arm strength there. Maybe we're not seeing it, but it is. Second week of preseason, we don't really need to see it. He wants to get on the field. He wants to get hit once in a while, make sure he can hold up to all of that. And that's what he's doing. We'll really know much more after this game three because I really think we'll start to see this offense come together with him and Hilton on the field at the same time. Yes, yes. I agree with that. That's definitely true. He might be just, you know, just trying to get game feel. Maybe he's not really, you know, trying to go his full capacity yet. He's really just, you know, working out the kinks. So I understand that. But, you know, you got to be concerned also about some of these receivers. Uh, I mean, besides Hilton, obviously, who didn't play. Um I mean, Jack Doyle might be the best, second best receiver on this team. No, Jack Doyle. Let's Jack Doyle is awesome. He's That's awesome. why they should go get Des Bryant. I don't understand why they haven't went out and got Des Bryant yet. Eric Ebron is going to play a role, too. If Eric Ebron is going undrafted in your league, I guarantee you at some point when we hit the bye weeks, you're going to be going to pick up Eric Ebron. As long as Sun can catch, Andrew Luck will find him. So, Eric Ebron, put him on your watch list after you draft your team. I'm not saying go cut somebody now and go pick up. It's hot in this joint all of a sudden. Are you I'm hot? not I, all of a sudden I'm hot. Maybe it's just I'm just exuding so much energy right now. Mm. But I'm saying, put him on your watch. Don't go cut somebody right now and go pick up Eric Ebron, but put some on your watch list because the, to- the Colts is going to be about two tight ends. That two tight end action. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, it was ugly, man. I was like, oh, I didn't even want to look after a while. I mean, but, you know, he did. And if you look at his numbers, they ended up, like, not looking so terrible. But he had some really tough passes, wasn't reading the pocket well, got sacked a few times pretty horribly. He's looking to run too much, maybe, I think. He's got to become developed more into a pocket, a little bit more of a pocket passer, not just look to run half the time. The next generation's Michael Vick is is what Lamar Jackson has been referred to as Jim Day. Listen, I'm saying, obviously, two quarterback leagues, super flex league. He's a roster rule player. I even say in a 12-team redraft, maybe in round 16, you want to put a dollar on Lamar Jackson and see what happens. I can dig it. Where you stand with Jackson right now, Jim? I'm not touching him this year in any league. Uh, Joe Flacco. Two quarterback, super flex, nothing. Even in the two quarterback, super flex, nothing. I'm not looking at him. You know what? Joe Flacco is a decent quarterback. I I like him more than most. He's had some rough seasons, but he's got some good pieces around him now. And, you know, the the signing of Jackson definitely lit a fire under Flacco. He looks sharp out there. I mean, if you watch the game, that 29-yard pass to Crabtree down the sideline was a thing of beauty. Um, You know, just just really nice pass for him. 
Hey, you know what? You're right. Dude. Crabtree is the best receiver he's had in a while. So I, I do have love for Crabtree. And, you know, I don't know why there's so much hate for the man, but the boy is a, a baller. He can get in the end zone. He can catch the ball from anywhere what around about him. His quarterback. Uh, he's a, he's know, a his catch radius. His quarterback's a buster. Yeah. But he, his but, quarterback is playing very good right now. So, you know, uh, whatever the reason is, whether he's finally healthy or the fact that they signed Jackson and has lit a fire under his ass, he's out there playing good football right now. And, you know, he's starting to move into a quarterback two possibility for me. And I'd take him over Lamar Jackson in a heartbeat. You know, when we brought you in, Jim, we lit a fire under Ventra. If you haven't noticed the last week and a half, his analysis has been excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got some tag. Well, hey, you know, he's doing a great job. So he, we all had to learn somewhere. <laughs> no, I, I love the dynamic now with Jim Day. It was a great addition, by the way. So game ball to him. But you know, what I wanted to say is, yeah, I understand this little fire on the Flacco, which is good. And, and he does look, you know, a little better. And he looks like he's fighting for, you know, competing. And Crabtree's a gritty possession red zone type wide receiver. I just don't think he's going to have the numbers we've seen in the past. But, uh, John Brown, the throw oh, to no, John no, Brown. No, 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 <laughs> it was. Got both his feet in, tippy toed it. Listen, I'm not fooling with John Brown. John Brown is dead to me. Knock on wood. Hopefully, wish for the best for John Brown. Obviously, him dealing with sickle cell. You know what I'm saying? I wish nothing but the best for John Brown. But as far as me having John Brown on any of my fantasy teams, no, 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 no. And Goon Squad, don't you do it either. He's not on your board at all? Not on my board. John Brown is not on my board. John Brown, he Jimmy Graham, healthy. not on my. John Brown, Jimmy Graham, Devontae Parker, not on my board. Jimmy Graham's not even on your board. Not you on my board, right Jimmy over. Graham. Don't want him. Don't want no parts of him. <laughs> this tackle situation with the NFL 15-yard penalties for lowering, you know, your head when you're making a tackle. You feel what I'm saying? This is going to be an issue. And when I say it's going to be an issue, it's going to be a good issue because it's going to lead to more 15-yard penalties, higher scoring, more touchdowns, which is good for us fantasy players. But then it's going to be some situations where it takes away from us too because you have, you're a Devontae Freeman owner, he lowers his head, touchdown, 15-yard penalty. Because he lowered his head. Give me the ball, son. And then he gets a concussion. And uh, Huh? Then he gets a concussion. All right, Sean. <laughs> so what I want to do, because I'm trying to figure out, it's been a lot of intensive situations over the past first two weekends of preseason games. What I want to try to figure out is what is a legal tackle and what is not a legal tackle. So I have decided in my mind that I'm going to have Ventra tackle Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your name is, son. All right, so here we go, Sean. Get up in the. Get up. I'm not actually gonna attack. No, him. no, no. Knock him down, son. He's 14 years old. You can get, get a charge for that. 17. <laughs> so here you go, Sean. You are going to be the ball carrier. Ventra, you are going to be the defender. Right, back him a little bit. I don't want you to. Like I said, don't get a running start and knock his knock him out because we get in trouble for that. Right. <laughs> but what I want to see is can Ventra give a legal tackle. To Sean, Jim, I want you to let me know if this is a legal tackle. No, no, no. You're going to be a running back, right? All right. So 
I mean, we don't have to get in the eye formation, nothing like that, right? So here we go, Shane. Here's the ball. All right, good catch. All right, Ventra. Now, Shane, you take some steps forward. Ventra, let me see a legal tackle. Ah, see, I don't know if that's a legal tackle because your head was lowered when you went in for the tackle. You can can you lower it to the side? They want they want your eyes looking forward. So they, what what Jim Day is saying is they want your eyes looking forward. Let me see the ball again. All right, so now here we go once again. All right, so swing pass out to Shane. Come on, Venture, you make the tackle. All right, so that's a legal tackle right there. Now, Shane, did you feel like there was nothing dirty about that play, was it? Now, let's see. Let me, now, Venture, let me see you, right? Let me see what will be considered. John Jim, would you agree with Venture just did? Was that a legal tackle? Yes, that was a legal tackle. His head seemed to be up, at least from what I could see, uh, and he hit him with his shoulder. All right, so now, now Venture, once again, Shane, you're the ball carrier. Ventra, let me see. Give me your definition of an illegal tackle. Right, go ahead, son. That would be an illegal tackle right there. Head that's right to the head to the out. chest. I don't think that's. So, okay. So now let's try this. I got it. I got it, Chris. Now, I want you to be the running back, and I want you to knock Ventra, not over in the studio, but I want you to deliver running back Devontae Freeman looking for contact. All right, go ahead. Uh, you see, well, you, that's, you're not going to knock him down like that, son, to be honest with you. <laughs> but that's legal right there. Eventually, they said don't talk because they, they, they can't hear you on the microphone. Now, let me see the illegal running back move to knock somebody over. Like, like that. Okay. But running back would normally get a little lower than that. Let me see you, let me see you get a little lower than that and really, like, you're going to truck Ventra at the goal line. All right. Good, good, good job. All right. Have a seat, Sean. All right, Chris, you can have a seat. All right, so there you go right there. So what I'm trying to figure out, and I think the boys just helped me out here, was that was um, a, a textbook tackle and a textbook running back trying to truck a defender at the goal line, Sean. I mean, Shane, whatever. I'm, son, I get confused, all right? <laughs> Shane. Shane. Yeah. So, that's, so, you know, so you up to date on this new tackle rule. Yeah. We'll talk about it then. Oh. Um. Shane, you want to be in broadcasting? I do, yeah. You got to do better than this, son. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm the it's hard. I, son, when, you, when the microphone cut on, you got to let it fly. Yeah, so fly. explain the legal, ta- explain how what, what was right about those two tackles just now. Well, the defender, it, either situation, if you lower your head and attack someone with your head, you're wrong. But I think that as a defender, lowering your head at the running back is more wrong than if a running back did it because the running back is just trying to get where he needs to go. He's not lower. But the defender is trying to stop you. He has that right too. But the running back is not – I feel like the defender is trying to cause more harm than the running back would just because the defender, like, wants to knock you out. The running back doesn't want to knock you out. The running back just wants to score a touchdown. Some running backs want to knock you out. Some running backs do want to put you down. Eric Henry would want to knock you out. So do do you have this tackle thing figured out? I think what the thing is here is that it's going to be an issue no matter what because what's going to happen is, and I've saw, seen this years before even without this rule, when you know when a receiver goes across the middle and, and he catches a pass, right? He catches a pass, and the first thing a receiver will do is get low, right? To go, like, you know, to take a hit, to brace for, to a, brace hit, for yeah. a hit, right? As he's getting low, the defender, the secondary defender is coming low as well to make the tackle. 
And he's thinking he's making a tackle at the chest area or the hip area or the leg area. Meanwhile, the other receiver's also going down. So now you're going down together, and then your heads collide. Or somebody's head hits another person's chest. That is not illegal because they're – how are they supposed to control their bodies? This guy's trying to make a regular tackle. The other guy's just lowering his body at the same time. See, Jim, it ruins it. My it ruins thing is you, you should be head up looking at your target pushing through. But the play the other night on special teams when the kid got flagged um, – I, I can't think of son's name or what team he played for. When he got flagged, I'm like, well, that was the same tackle that Venture just said was a clean tackle, Jim. Well, they've been doing that all offseason. See here, this is my thinking on it, is that, you know, we've seen this by the NFL referees before. When they want to try and bring in something new, they go crazy calling it in the preseason. Then once the real games come along, they don't call it quite so much. Now, I, I, I can't see them calling it as much as they're calling it in the preseason once we get into the real games. Because, I mean, you're talking about flow stoppage crazy. Um, and it, they just can't add to it that much because let's get down to it. It comes down to the money. It comes down to the TV rights. The TV doesn't want them stopping the damn game that often. So I think this is something they're trying to do in the preseason so they can look at it, try and review it, and see where they go in the regular season. But I don't think think we see this many calls in the real in the real game. I, and I hope that is the case, Jim. If we do see this many calls in the real games, fantasy football is going to explode this year because scoring is going to be through the roof. You well, like that? As long as they call it on, as long as they only call it on the defense, they could easily call it on the offense too. So remember that it's not only defensive players they're looking at; they're looking at offensive players lowering that head too. Yeah, play ffwc.com. I'm joining. This, this is the online championship one, so this is the more high, not the high, the mid stake level right here. So um, plan accordingly. You know what I'm saying? So you're going to hop over there right now. If you can get in, you can get in. If you can't, I get it. You know what I'm saying? We didn't really get a chance to go over the picks from the other night, and I sent you two gentlemen the draft board. Did you, I just got it. Yeah. Did it come up for you? Yep, it's up there. Oh, I, I didn't even look. Well, Jim. <laughs> well, I asked you for it yesterday. I understand. I, I knew you was going to go there, Jim. I'm going to say I asked you for it yesterday. Now you want to talk all of this trash? All right. So I'm I'm out and about, running around, doing my little errands and stuff on Saturday. So the league is getting closer to getting filled, getting closer to getting filled. So I'm checking my email, checking my email, because I'm like, I need to get a draft slot outside of the top four. Because as you guys know, because you're my fantasy football family, every time I have a draft, I get a top four pick. So finally, the league fools, the email generates. I get an email. I got the second damn pick. (laughs) And I'm like, I can't have Ezekiel Elliott on every single fantasy football team I have. Yeah, because if he gets hurt, knock on wood, God forbid, then I'm screwed in like eight leagues. Yeah, and you're done. So yeah. now it's time to diversify. And I wanted to get a piece of a player that I want to have this year that I haven't owned. But I said, you know what? I got to get this running back because in case son do pop and go crazy, I want to have him. He's not going to be there when I come back in the second round. So I'm going to have to pull him up the draft board and throw a, like a chill or a shock into the draft room. So I did it. Ventra, who did I take with the second pick? Uh, wait a minute, Ventra. Don't do that. <laughs> that is correct, though. With the second pick in the Beat the Fantasy Executive Best Ball. Don't put that, get that thing away from me. 
And if beat the fantasy executive best ball, I took New York Giant running back Saquon Barkley. The beast. Jim, this is my first year of Barkley. I pulled them all the way up to 1-2, Jim. Listen, you know how I feel about Zeke, Lev Bell, Todd Gurley, the whole gang. I think Barkley's a ball. I think he can play. I think his team sucks. But with that being said, Jim, I... This <laughs> is the third time. This is the third time. I wanted him. I had to get him, Jim. I believe in diversifying rosters, not getting stuck with the same team over and over. Are you a roster diversifier, Jim? Oh, you have to. When you, when you play multiple leagues, you have to diversify. Otherwise, one one bad player. If I mean, look, go back to last year. If you drafted last year and you really were in on David Johnson in all your leagues, you took a huge hit right away. Um, so by diversifying, you can you know minimize that risk. And that's all. You know, fantasy football, whether you like it or not, is about diversifying and minimizing risk. Uh, playing all across the board. That's what I just said in the chat room. I said, you know, there are days I'll take David Johnson over Barkley. There'll be days I'll take Barkley over David Johnson. You know, it it depends on the draft. Depends what I'm doing. And like you said, you were trying to stir up the pot with the people in the draft, trying to get them you know, to play some head games with them. And I like that kind of thing. So I thought it was a good move. Yeah, it's like playing the stock market or something. You want to diversify your portfolio just in case. Just in case. You never know what happens. But I'm surprised you didn't take Bell because I don't think you really have Bell anywhere, do you? No, I don't, but I'll get Le'Veon. If I, got, I still got two auctions left. If I want to go crazy and get Le'Veon yeah. Bell, I can get Le'Veon Bell. But I'm kind of with Jim a little. Le'Veon and be, Bell. And besides, Le'Veon Bell scares well, me a little bit say this Bell, year. <laughs> You're worried about him with Bell the holdout. Bell scares me, but also... But also with Bell, it doesn't really give you the head games you were trying to get by taking Bell. Oh, yeah, two, exactly, that, you know, exactly. Considered normal. Me, Jim, now, now you got the draft board up, Jim, and I'll get to this Post Malone story in a little bit. You got the draft board up, Jim. I shook it up by taking Barkley at two. Then, it, then it's like, okay, Bell, Zeke, David Johnson, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Brown, the eighth pick of the draft venture? Devontae. <laughs> Devontae Adams. I'm telling you. And I guess what? I got no beef with Devontae Adams at 1-8. I think Devontae Adams is the wide receiver to own this year. Everybody's like, yo, who's execs Isaiah Crowell this year? It's Devontae Adams. No, that, that's not good. Huh? Because yeah. look what Crowell did. Well, no, what Crowell's <laughs> going to, but this yeah, is but going to hit this year. Saying, that's who he's all in on. Yeah, yeah right. It didn't Thank work you. for him last year. It doesn't mean it won't work. Ah, uh, Jim, for him this Jim, year. it, it uh, worked a couple weeks at a time. It worked. <laughs> if you played him the right weeks, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pulling off pretty hard. Yeah, I'm with you on Crowell. I, I like Crowell more than most. You know, I, I, I think he's a better running back than he gets credit for. Uh, but, you know, I, I can't fault you with Devontae Adams. At all, because, I mean, you're looking at a guy with a full season of Rodgers could easily put up 12, 13 touchdowns. I, I'd like to see him get more targets. I'd like to see him get more receptions. But if you're getting 10, 12, 13 touchdowns out of your starting wide receiver, not a bad place to be. There you go right there. But the and problem is that this wasn't you. This was another guy. And he took him before DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. Yeah, like, no, no, this listen. Is, this is a real but reach. He, but the thing about it is, Devontae Adams, he's drafted from the eight hole, so that means in the second round he has the fifth pick. Devontae Adams is not really falling past two four anymore, no. so he wouldn't have been in the second round. If that's your guy, go get your guy. He starts Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. That was not bad. It's not bad. Now his first running back was Royce Freeman. Then he went three wide receivers with Schuster, Good Goodwin, and then Robbie Anderson. I'm not a Robbie Anderson guy. His running back two is Chris Carson. 
Royce Freeman, Chris Carson with all those wide receivers, that's not bad. It's pretty bad. Oh, you don't like it? No. Explain why not. I mean, there's no reliability here whatsoever. No reliability. Look, the I, running back I, position. I like I like Royce Freeman as much as the next guy, probably more than a lot of guys. But my concern isn't with Royce Freeman. My concern is more with Vance Joseph. Um, I just don't trust him as a coach. He seems to have some kind of ungodly love for Devontae Booker, and I think that scares me a little. I, I like Freeman. I just couldn't take him as my number one. Yeah, like he's a number two, and Carson's uh, borderline flex at this point, I think. Even but though you he's like starting. Ronald Jones. Yeah, but uh, it's about the talent. I'm talking about you know, the talent. Really. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you think picking Chris hey, wait, Carson, wait. Carson, Carson's running pretty strong. Did you watch the game? I, I absolutely did. Strong. And he's I breaking tackles. I understand he's that. Inside, he's getting outside. I understand that. Here's the thing. In DFS, Chris Carson, plug him in your lineup week one all day. By week four, the kid's not the starter anymore. Rashad Penny probably is. You have to think down the line, Carson's going to be a guy you're going to probably end up putting on your bench at one point in the season, and especially when it counts when the playoffs come. So he'll help you early on, sure, but he's not worth it. And Freeman's a two because he's not reliable. So I don't know why this guy went juju. Goodwin and Robbie Anderson like, rounds four, I, five, six. He should have went or a running back in one of those rounds. So there's no reason to go three wide receivers. So when I come back on the turn, I'm thinking I'm gonna start my draft with Saquon Barkley and Jordan Howard. Little did I know, this is a beat the fantasy executive league. So that means these are some sharp cats. So Jordan Howard goes in front of me, as does Jerick McKinnon. <laughs> so at two ten, Jim. Stephon Diggs and the PPR give me some. Diggs is the Diggs is the wide receiver to own in Minnesota. Wow. I, I can't fault you for that. I think Diggs is an excellent receiver. And, you know, I know people really love Thielen and stuff. But I, I think overall, I think Diggs is a much better receiver than Thielen. Uh, Thielen will get his work by accumulating it. But Diggs can do a lot more damage with what he does. Come back in the third round for my running back two. I take Devontae Freeman. So I take Alex Collins in round four. Golden Tate in round five. Jameson Crowder in round six. I don't have big, go-get-it, top-notch wide receivers, but I got a lot of cats that's going to flirt with 80 to 90 catches. Diggs give you 80 to 90 catches. Tate give you 80 to 90 catches. Crowder hasn't done that yet, but a healthy Crowder is a player I like a lot. Round seven, I jump on Tevin Coleman. Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, they're close together, but you know what? I was able to pull it off and do it. Robert Woods on the team also. Matt Ryan, Pat Mahomes, my man. Your running backs backs are great. Great. I'm dope. Your running backs are great. Your receivers are all right, but I'm sorry. I I have to disagree with you guys. Stephon Diggs, man. He had 65 catches. I know he got hurt. How many games he played in? He didn't play a full season. He played like 11 or whatever it was. I don't know how many games it was exactly, but... I don't understand how people can think that Diggs is the better receiver than Thielen. Because he has the better skill set than Thielen. Thielen is dope. I get what you're saying. But if Diggs pops and Diggs hits, he can be like Antonio Brown. Thielen is not that good. But, but Diggs he's not like he's great, oh, yeah. but he's not Antonio Brown good. Diggs hasn't even come close to proving what Antonio Brown can do. First of all, second of all, Adam Thielen, bigger You're receiver, right. he stronger hasn't receiver, it yet. also a slot receiver, caught ninety balls last year, had almost thirteen hundred yards. He was great. His only fault was four touchdowns. That could easily be ten touchdowns this year. He's a big wide receiver. Jim, get him. Get me, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like. 
I like both of these guys. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I don't want people thinking I don't like them. I like them both. Good. But Diggs, as an overall receiver, is much better. His route tree is more full. He can run all the different routes. He has much better body control. He has much better ability to go up and fight for a ball that needs to be contested. Um, you know, overall, he is just a better receiver. In my mind, I think he's one of the better receivers in the league. The numbers haven't lived up to that yet because of some injuries and nagging. Sometimes it was some quarterback play that didn't quite live up to it. You know what? We're going to find out this year. Cousins going to throw the ball around. I yeah. think we see some big numbers out of Diggs if he can stay on the field. Hey, Jim, about to, I was about to bring you up, Jim, talking about the Jersey guys drafted. And they, they, do, they do need to get that fixed because um, fantasy football is fun and should be so for, so, so for everybody. So I got my draft board up right here right quick, Jim. And um, you see where I took Barkley to? I told you what that was. I wanted to have a, a share of the kid, whatever. Diggs, Freeman, Alice Collins, Golden Tate, Jamison Crowder, Tevin Coleman, uh, Robert Woods. And then Matt Ryan in the ninth round, Kyle Rudolph in the tenth round. Out of my first ten picks, Jim, what do you think? Do you think I went wrong anywhere, or, or do you just think I'm great and you're just like, you know what, Corey, I can't see anything wrong with this. I did the same thing. Corey, you're great, and I can't see anything wrong with it. this, and I would have done the same thing. <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a good, solid start. I like it. You know, you definitely got depth at both uh, running back and wide receiver. Uh, you got good, two good starting quarterbacks in Ryan and Mahomes. You got Rudolph as a starting tight end. Uh, you know, your first 11 rounds are very solid. So let me ask you this, Jim. Who is the Los Angeles Ram wide receiver that you would want to own? Oh, actually, I like all of them, but I mean, Woods is definitely, you know, he's, everybody forgets about him, but he was the top receiver last year. I think he's a guy, you know, I like a lot this year because you don't have to pay as high for him as you do with Cooks. Uh, as you saw, Cooks went in the fifth round. Hey, I like Cooks, but he's very hit or miss. Uh, I'd much rather take Woods three rounds later uh, and then even Cooper Cup a few rounds after that. Venture, what do you think? I like I'm a uh, I'm a Cooper Cup guy myself. I think Robert Woods is second. Cooks is a great player, but he's going out of where I want to pay for him in draft. Yeah, wait, where did Cooper Cup go? I can't find him. Uh, what round did he go in? Cooper Cup went in the Cooper Cup went early in this draft. Yeah. Cooper Cup went in the third round. Wide wow. Receiver, wide receiver wide receiver fourteen to he go went up the before. Board. <sighs> Jarvis that's, Landry. That's the, that's the Rocky Marciano theory. That, that that's way too high. But anyway. Um, your draft, yeah. I love, obviously, your, 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 your two running backs. I love Freeman, love Collins. You know, I'm huge on Collins this year. But actually, Barkley's your number one. Your, your running backs are absolutely stacked. Um, I like the tight end, obviously. You got a good backup in O.J. Howard. You got Matty Ice. The only thing I don't like is you don't really, to me, you don't really have, a, like, your wide receivers is your weakness, I think. You, you're going to say I really don't have a top-tier wide receiver. Yeah, I don't think Diggs is. See, that's the difference. Diggs is a top-tier wide receiver. I, I, I mean, you're to me, he hasn't proven You don't like Diggs at all. It's not that I don't like Diggs. I think he's a good wide receiver. I just don't think he's a great wide receiver. You would draft Ty- Tyreek Hill over Stephon Diggs? Absolutely. You would Absolutely. draft Mike Evans over Stephon Diggs? Absolutely. You would draft Thielen of over course, Diggs? yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I, that's where we disagree with those ones right there. Would you draft uh, Larry Fitzgerald over Diggs? No. Jarvis Landry over Diggs? Yes, in PPR, yes. Ooh, interesting. Yes, I so you're real. Wait, can you pull up your rankings? Let me know where you have Diggs in your rankings. Uh, okay. I have more. This is PPR rankings, by yeah. the way. 
Okay, yeah, I have Diggs at wide receiver number 20. You got you got 20 wide receivers ahead of Stephon Diggs. Yeah, you want to hear him? <laughs> I like you want to hear him? Like, I like to hear it. Here you go. Go ahead. Jarvis Landry, Golden Tate, Allen Robinson, Demarius Thomas, Doug Baldwin, Josh Gordon, Mari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and then Adam Thielen, and then, you know, obviously the top. Josh top Gordon top. just got out of a rehab program, and you got him ranked higher than Stephon Diggs? Yeah, I, I, I'm all in on Josh Gordon right now. All in. Jim, what, what, Jim, what is the problem with Ventra and Josh and, and Stephon Diggs? Uh, I don't know. I think he may have messed around with his girlfriend at some time. <laughs> <laughs> That's I the only thing I can think of. Look, I, you know, I, I know there's injury concerns. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But this kid is a good wide receiver. We've had this discussion before. I think mm-hmm. this kid, if he can get 16 games on the field, we're talking about a guy who could definitely flirt with that wide receiver one number. Um you know, I, I can't fault you there. And the thing is, this is best ball. So you don't really need that diehard number one wide receiver as long as you got really good depth and you have guys that'll give you those big scores on any given week. And, you know, I think he covered that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like for a best ball, you're right. That's okay. That's fine. And it's not like I have digs that low. He's still in my wide receiver two tier. He, he solidified in my wide receiver two teal, but he's just on the bottom end because I just like other guys better. Like, I like the, the guarantee of Golden Tate's 90 catches and, and close to 1,000 yards. Uh, Jarvis Landry, same thing, over 100 catches or, or 90-plus catches. Like, Allen Robinson's just a monster, and I think he, he has so much more upside. Like, I, I'm putting the upside guys and those, like, 90, 100-catch guys above digs at this point. Weekdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. 